Hello, this is Vernon. And Kimberly. And, and we're, we're the Tea Show. Tonight's recording is going to be about... Heart problems. Yeah, because uh, we feel that the world is suffering from heart problems due to the lack of not knowing who Christ is or even having a relationship with Christ. But, side note, that has nothing to do with anything about this message, but... I'm having mouth issues for the past, like, week or so. I've had to go to the doctor and all of that kind of fun stuff. So, I will be talking and interjecting, but if it's hurting, Vernon's kind of going to, like, take the spotlight and go wherever Jesus wants him to go with this message. And I'll kind of just be like, I'll read a Bible scripture here, and I'll interject something there. So, yeah, I'm going to be kind of more quiet on this one, only for that reason, because it's, like actual physical pain but yeah we kind of we also had a hard time deciding what we were going to name this episode because we were thinking about like transplants and I'm just like oh that might be getting a little too medical for them folks out there uh what else do we think about calling it Right. It was like what, Amazing Grace or something. Yeah, we like thought that. about Amazing Grace. But then we're hope. like, nope, we're not really talking about the old hymn, but right. it's like everybody's favorite and everybody knows it. Then we're talking about hope, and honestly, the only thing that reminds me of is um, if if y'all have ever seen it, it's a TV show. It's a spinoff of Vampire Diaries, and not getting like super duper in depth to it. But basically, there's a kid that's born and her name is Hope because she's the only hope of their family. So I can't get that out of my head. I'm like, nope, we're not really doing the werewolf vampire thing. So let's not call it hope. <laughs> <laughs> so we decided to go on heart problems simply because that's something that everyone that is born is going to face at some point in their life, whether it's many times or whether it's a few times. If it's a few times, you're very fortunate. But the average person has heart problems of all kinds. And yeah, it could be a physical, actual, like, ailment to your heart. It could be a heartbreak, like, let's say your first breakup with, I don't know, your boyfriend or girlfriend. It could be your first loss of a family member. It could be your first loss of a friend. It could be not getting into the university that you've wanted to go to in your entire life. It can be any letdown that you felt. And, you know, it's kind of just... What are all of them? You can describe all of them except for aches and pains that deal with the heart. Right, exactly. But most importantly, we feel that everyone is suffering with the heart problem that doesn't know Christ or that hasn't come to Christ. Um, so I guess we kind of just really want to hone in on that. You know, like Kim said, you know, just to reiterate on what she said, you know, there's all kinds of heart problems but it's all centered around not knowing Christ. There's only one way to get over every kind of heart problem. There's really only one way, one answer, one true solution to face everything that you go through in life, whether it's happy and it's a joyful moment and one that you want to be grateful and thank the Lord for giving you in your life, mm -hmm. or whether it's a time of struggle, it's a time of pain, and it's a time of hurt. So no right. matter what it is, it all boils down to getting through that particular moment, that particular season in your life with Jesus. Right, right. So I guess um, 
we're going to talk about salvation. We want to make sure that our listeners um, fully understand what salvation, and we know that salvation is the cure for all heart heart problems. Yeah. Breaking it down, getting back to basics. Right. Because if you don't know the entire basis of this belief system, mm-hmm. I guess I could call it, because I'm like religion, whatever you want to put there, that term that makes you feel better about what it is. If you don't know that absolute basic principle that everything is based on, mm-hmm. then how are you ever going to grow? How are you ever going to learn more and more and more as you get deeper into your faith if you don't even know what the base, basic foundation of your faith is? Right. And that is the salvation that Jesus Christ gives us. Right, exactly. So I would like to start off with the scripture that is in Jeremiah, and it is Jeremiah 17, 9. We are also reading this out of the New King James Version, but of course you can read it out of whatever version you prefer and whatever works with you better. I understand that people are in different walks to where some are harder to read than others. So start with what you have, and as you grow strong in your relationship with the Lord, you can move on to other versions. That's just the one that we're so happening to use tonight. Right. The heart is deceitful. And above all things, and desperately wicked, who can know it? So I feel like the scripture is saying that, you know, the heart is deceitful. So with the heart being so deceitful, you know, like if you look at today's world, you know, this world has a false belief in what is wrong is right and what is right is wrong. (laughs) Does it? You know, and... um. You know, it's just it's just crazy. You know, like the the terrible event that just happened in what is it, Colorado? Colorado. Another school, school shooting. shooting. Can I just say, odd side note, that Colorado has a really high concentration of mass shootings of multiple kinds, which kind of disturbs and scares me. But the fact that it's another school shooting, which means that this was a fellow student right. that did this to their peers, right? Like. That kind of that worries me. It's kind of just like okay, if children minors like I don't know what age group it was, but obviously it was a individual large enough to understand what a gun is, what it does, and how to use one. Right. So the fact that this was pre-planned, what on earth could they have been facing in their life that would have caused them to do this? Well, the problem is sin. It has that's to be. the thing. That's the only. That's the only thing it can be. It is sin. You know, it is sin. Therefore, there is a lack of Christ. So, if you if there's a lack of Christ, like the Scripture says, the heart is deceitful. You know, so you're going to feel that. Oh, you know, I guess he there's might have no felt. You know that. Yeah. Or oh, they deserve I, I'm justifying what I'm doing. You know, like you said, they deserve this. That's the seat, you know, and it's all because of sin. Mm-hmm. It goes along with the original sin, you know, that, you know, Adam and Eve, if you don't know, you know, the story in, in Genesis, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, they're in the Garden of Eden. The first and, people God ever created. Right. So, yeah, remember, we're getting back to basics here. <laughs> so, you know, it's like God created this beautiful garden, you know, and, you know, his presence dwelled amongst them, you know. They, they, it's pretty much 
I guess the best thought that you can think of. The most amazing paradise that could have ever right. existed between God and man and all of the creation of the earth in one place. Right. Eternally, that's, forever, right. all the time. That's Eden. That's the Garden of Eden. You know, so and just imagine God says, okay, don't eat of this tree. Don't eat anything of this tree. Don't have anything to do. Don't touch it. Don't look at it. Stay away from it. The only one tree. They had everything else in the entire garden except for one tree. Mm -hmm. And this tree was called the knowledge, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Right. And, you know, a lot of people might not understand, well, why would God not want them to know, you know, the, you know, uh, to eat, to know good and evil? Why, why does, why didn't he want them to know? Well, the thing is, is that once Adam and Eve partook of the fruit, you know, it opened their eyes to things that God, I guess, was trying to protect them from, you know, now that they know, now they have now because of their act of disobedience, they're separated from God. And the way that that happened for those of you that have never read this story before, is that Edom, Edom, <laughs> Adam, <laughs> no, I was going with Eve. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Eve was spoken to in the garden by a snake. And the snake was just basically asking this, heard the same questions that Vernon was saying, like, oh, well, why wouldn't God want you to know everything that he mm -hmm. wants to know? Did he really mean it when he told you that you couldn't eat of this one tree? Right. I mean, you have everything else in the garden and basically tempting her through his words. Right. The thing, you know, he, he, he said, um, you know, would, will you surely die? Because God told them that if you eat of this fruit, you will die. You know, and of course, God was talking about a spiritual death. Not physically like dropped right. dead on the ground. Right. But the the cunningness of the devil made it seem like, oh, will you really die? Like, you're not going to really die if you eat this fruit. You can go ahead and, and eat this fruit, you know, but, and that's what he does to people today. Every you know? single right. day, every moment of every day, even if you're a believer, he's coming out for you the hardest because God already has you. Right. If he, and he's just like, oh uh, no, I want your soul. I want to take it from you. So he will attack you whether you're a believer and whether you're a non-believer. Because if you're a non-believer, he wants to keep you there. Right. He wants to keep you from coming to salvation. Right. So no matter what, no matter what side you're on, he's mm -hmm. always going to try and bring you to his side. Like, um, what is it? That movie? Star Wars. Welcome to the dog side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I also want to point out an interesting fact. Um that I feel that the spirit kind of revealed to me is that um, in the garden, Adam and Eve ate of the tree of good and evil. And um, by disobeying God's commands and they realized that they were naked, you know, that's a thing. Um, so the nakedness can symbolize a lot of things. I mean, yes, they were physically naked, but also I believe that that, nakedness symbolizes that at that moment they chose to disobey God they separate they were separated from God because God is holy God has nothing to do with sin you know so 
That's right. He can't exactly. And it says, and they tried to hide, you know, themselves. So they, you know, they created little fig trees to hide their nakedness. And then God asked them a question, you know, you know, he calls out to them first. And just like God calls out to us today, when we're in our sin, he's trying to get us out of sin. You know, that was, that's the whole point of Jesus Christ coming down is to take us away from sin, to free us from the bondage of sin. Okay. But I'm going somewhere with this. <laughs> so God calls their name and they answer. And then he says, why, why are you hiding? You know, oh, oh, we were naked. We're, we're ashamed. You know, well, who told you you were naked? God asked them. And, you know, and so at that point, you know, now they have to confess, oh, God, this is what we did, you know, and that it, it plays a vital. It, th this is a picture of salvation. I feel like that's what God has told me, has revealed to me. This is a perfect picture of salvation. You know, we sin. God is trying to deliver us from our sin. But first, we must confess our sin. So God calls out to them and, and they say, well, you know, we're shamed. We're naked. God asks them, how do you know you're naked? But there's something interesting. God, you know, he kills an animal and provides a covering for them. It says, um, it then actually we found it, a scripture for it. It's Genesis three, three and 21. 21. No, chapter three, verse 21. Right. <laughs> Also for Adam and his wife, the Lord God made tunics out of skin and clothed them. Right. So now, like I was saying, this, you know, uh, correlates with salvation because, you know, God also provide a covering for our skin and or excuse me, for our sin. And that is the act of the cross. Jesus Christ going to the cross, shedding his blood from us cleansing us from all of our unrighteousness and that covers us so now when when we die and we go to heaven uh, god no longer sees our sin he sees the bloodshed of jesus christ on a cross and that's you know and when we have faith in jesus christ you know we have that forgiveness we can know that our sins are forgiven that we're free from sin and that's what god sees and that's that covering and it's like, as we look throughout the Bible, especially the Old Testament, it shows us so many depictions, prophecies, like references to Jesus and Jesus' coming and what he is going to do for us. Right. Like, this is the perfect thing. Like, the first story in the Bible, the absolute first one, basically, it's the creation of everything, and he ended with like making man and then man dwelling in the garden with him and then this whole event happening which created original sin which created us separating from god right. forever right forever the only way to cleanse us from sins is by making a blood sacrifice right and here we go how many years later down the line god himself comes down to the earth mm lives life amongst us, shows us the example of how we need to live our lives, mm -hmm. how to turn away from sin. Mm -hmm. He knows that we can't, right. but that doesn't mean that we don't strive to be like him. Mm -hmm. And then he gives up his only son 
the only form of him on earth that there has ever and will ever be and kills him that way and raises him from the dead that miracle is what saved us right that is and then believing in that accepting that mm-hmm. and oh excuse me choosing god to rule over your life from that moment that you accept him on that is your salvation right that is the gift that he gave you because mm-hmm. if you think about it in the old testament like before jesus basically mm-hmm. everyone had to make an altar bring the finest lambs in basically whatever livestock they had and make a blood sacrifice. Mm -hmm. That was the only thing to atone them from their wrongdoings that they have done. Mm -hmm. So the fact that if Jesus never came, we would still have to do that today. Right. And the thing, let let me um, interject here. You know, the, so like Kim is saying in the old Testament, you know, that was their way of atoning for their sins. But the thing is, is that they kept sinning. You know, mm-hmm. just like we still do today. But the thing is, is that, you know, it's like, oh, let me go, you know, sac- make a sacrifice and, and it's okay. Let me go make a sacrifice and it's okay. But, you know, when Jesus Christ came down and he w- is our sacrifice, he is the perfect sacrifice. Mm-hmm. On that cross, he said, it is finished. There is no there, blemish. There's, there's yeah, no flaw. There's no need for there to be any more sacrifices. Like it is through Christ, through Christ and Christ alone, we are free from sin. Mm-hmm. You know, once you accept Christ into your life as your Lord and Savior, we have the spirit living within us. And that Holy Spirit is what enables us, is what empowers us to say no to sin. Now we're probably jumping ahead and, you know, but I I really just want to take time. You know, we're going to do a series to really break down salvation and what that means, because it's a lot of people that intellectually say that I'm saved and I'm a Christian, but do you really know what salvation is? Because it's not your good works. That will get you into heaven. You know what I mean? Because that, because, you know, if that can be, you know, um, very prideful, that can lead to pride and God doesn't like pride. You know I mean? You know, the Bible says before pride comes destruction. So pretty much you already self-destructing by the time you become prideful, you know? So the thing is, is that it's only salvation is only through grace alone, you know, it's, it's by God's grace through faith that we are saved. Because mm-hmm. nothing else could ever, ever make us worthy of living in heaven. It's, it's not possible. You can never have enough money to buy your way into heaven. You can never pray enough all day, every day, all night to get you into heaven. You cannot do this many good deeds and oh look I did all of this that means I get to go to heaven with God like no nothing will ever make you good enough nothing will ever make you clean because sin blackens your soul right and until you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior Savior and have him rule in your life as your number one nothing can come before him then 
you are truly wiped clean. You are washed white as snow. So there's nothing in this world that you can look for, that you can try to figure out to make a solution to this problem. He already gave us the solution. He already gave us the answer. He already gave us our way of redemption is through himself, through bringing his son on this earth and having him die the most horrible death so that we could live and spend eternity with him once we pass away from this world. So that is the most amazing gift that I could ever think is possible that could ever be given to any of us. And the fact that God did it so freely, he's just like, I love all man enough to do this for you. That way you can spend eternity in heaven with me. Granted, the free will part of it, it is our choice. It is our choice whether we accept it or whether we deny it. But the fact is that he did it. It's there. It's always going to be there until he comes back on this earth. Right. Exactly. And um there's just so much and I'm 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 excited about actually doing this. Um, you know, and I guess kinda what sparked, you know, I felt like God really put on my heart to talk about this is because, you know, there's a growing deception. Now I said I wasn't gonna talk about this, but I feel like, you know, hey, I need to I need to talk about this. I guess this will be the intro to the the series but all it's, right here we go <laughs> <laughs> because it's just you know there's a growing deception and it's this it's this works thing you know and um just just being transparent here i almost and i thank god for his grace and his mercy because i kind of started falling into that you know it's like oh well the bible says you know we have to you know do this and we have to do this and we have to do that but, you know, yes, we are supposed to strive for perfection, but you must realize you will never be perfect. And if we can do, if if we can keep the law, let's just be honest here. If we could keep the law, then Christ didn't need to come down right. and die on a cross for our sins. There never would we, have been a need. Exactly. We, we could have just done it ourselves, which that is impossible. That is impossible because we're 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 full of sin. We're nothing but filthy rags. You're born right into this world with, with a sinful sin. nature, right? Because of Adam and Eve, you know what I mean. And that's just the facts, you know. Like people will, you know, just I, I encourage people that, or or if you're listening to this and you're one of those people that feel like you can work your way into heaven. I would honestly say, you know, search the scriptures and see what the scriptures say. You know, the the Bible talks about precept upon precept, you know, so it has to be in context when you read things. Don't pick and choose. Read the verse before and read the verse after to get the entire message that is being sent. Exactly. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's just. It's really sad, you know what I mean? Because, you know, and a lot of people are treating this like this is some new revelation. But honestly, the Bible talks about in the last days that there's going to be a great falling away, not a great coming to, you know, so let that be a warning. Let that be let that ring in your heart and in your ears, you know, so 
we really need to stop this. If anybody's coming to you, the Bible says, if anybody's coming to you with a new message or a new theology, it's false. That's deceit. Yeah, exactly. But I wanted to share a scripture with you. It said Matthew 11 and 29 through 30. You know, this is Jesus. He says, come Watch to me. Red letters now. That's <laughs> Jesus speaking to you. <laughs> come to me, all of you who laid, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know, it's funny. I had that scripture written down for another podcast later on. Mm. <laughs> Basically for the ones like of weary heart. Right. And that right there is just another form of heart problems. Like Exactly. Life is hard. Mm-hmm. No one guaranteed that it was going to be easy. But you right. know, being... A Christian being a believer in Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. that's going to be even harder. Because right. not only are you facing everything in this life that the world can throw at you, mm-hmm. but now mm-hmm. you're also set apart. You're more of a target because you do believe in Jesus. Because right. you have this amazing gift that he has given us. Mm-hmm. So, of course, everything is going to try and rip you and take you away from that Mm -hmm. to bring you back into your sinful nature and who you were before you accepted him right also there's it there's several reasons why you know we feel that it we need to do um a series on salvation you know like we mentioned that you know the growing deception of this uh Work, work your the, way into heaven. Yeah, work your way into heaven, which you, you cannot work your way into heaven at all. Because, you know, what can you possibly do? You know what I mean? What can you... That's silly. That's foolishness. Um, but... Um, and another growing deception is... Is... um, Dang. I really forgot it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's so many. I mean, it's really... It's really... It's, it's really just crazy but another thing that i mean there's so much going on so much wickedness so much false teaching and false doctrines going for like you know the problem can i just i'm just going to tell you the problem with this world is sin nobody wants to be told they're wrong Mm -hmm. nobody wants to be told stop that you know even pastors yes i'm going there even pastors will tell you, well, you know, you got to love, you know, me telling you the truth is love. Yeah. They're basically they, giving you feel good gospel. Yeah, exactly. Which you go to church, they tell you something that makes you warm and fuzzy inside. Like, oh, I'm not so bad. Like, I can keep living the same way that I've been leaving. Like, the whole point of salvation is that when you accept Jesus, your old self, your old ways, right. everything that you did before dies. It right. no longer exists. It is no longer there. And you are a new creation in Jesus Christ. Right. Which means that you are brand new. You are a clean slate. There is right. that's your beginning. So right. how are you gonna be the same person you were before mm-hmm. but you've accepted Jesus? Right. It doesn't work. It's not the same thing. Right. No. Because Christ says you must be born again. Now now I'm saying 
I'm not saying that you're not going to slip and fall every now and then, but this is the difference. And I'm going to give you a prime example if, cause you're probably like listening by like, well, you know, we, we're, you know, I'm still making mistakes. Does that mean I'm not safe? That's not what we're saying. Not at this all. is what we're saying. You know, Christ says you must be born again. So it's like, okay, I used to go to the club, you know, I used to want to go to the club, but now I know that I shouldn't go to the club. That's the difference. You know, oh, I used to watch this, but now I don't want to watch that anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, oh, I shouldn't watch that. Even recognizing, recognizing that's that's the thing of being being born again. It's a, a new heart. It's a new mind. You know, it's it's viewing sin the way that God views sin, because before you come into Christ, you sin is is like your normal nature. Yeah, it's what you do every day. Exactly, but you know that that's why that's why it's it, we're calling it heart problems because it's like salvation. You get a heart transplant. You know what I mean? It's it's putting a new heart within you, and that heart is a heart that loves God that desires God that wants to please God but that God lives in himself right but before that heart transplant before you receive salvation there's no recollect of sin because the mind the a sinful mind cannot even recollect sin you know do we know what's you know we know you know right from wrong but do we know sin you know what I mean? Like, we know that, you know, we have a moral conscience, should I say. You know, we know that killing somebody is wrong. You know what I mean? We know that, uh, you know, lying is wrong. Right. Committing adultery, lying, mm -hmm. stealing. We know these things are wrong. But once you come into the faith, you see it the way that God sees it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, I shouldn't do that. You know, and I have... I have uh, this thing that I'll always say, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people, you know, view it this way too. But if you don't, I think that this will really help you. You know, the Ten Commandments, there's really 613, but that's another lesson for another day. But let's <laughs> say um, Ten Commandments. The first ten reflects on our relationship with God. You know, if you try to keep the first five of those 10 commandments, you know, that's your relationship with God. The last five out of the 10 commandments is your relationship with your neighbor or mankind, you know? Mm -hmm. And so once we come into faith, you know, we want to serve God. We want to strive to keep those first five, you know, like uh, there's no other God before me. Don't uh, take the Lord's name, name in vain. vain. You know, I, uh, don't commit uh, idolatry. You know, this, you know, those things. You can look them up. It's easy to find. <laughs> they, it's literally been published everywhere for forever since they were written. So it's really not hard to find, even on Google or in your own Bible, what are the Ten Commandments in right. Christianity. Boom, it will pop up. <laughs> <laughs> but... It's just, my main thing is I want people to be able to know what salvation is. Mm -hmm. And salvation is that Jesus Christ came down from heaven. Mm 
and suffered a horrid death. He bore all of your sins upon himself. And not only just yours, but the right, sins of, of the every world. Right. single human being that there was, that right. there is, and that there will be until he comes back. Right. And he bore those sins upon himself. Mm-hmm. Freeing you from the punishment that you deserve. Now, I'm not saying this to beat you up. I'm just, this is the reality, you know. Because of we, because of our sin, it separates us from God. Therefore, we deserve. The Bible says that the penalty of sin is death. You know, and life without Christ is death. You know what I mean? Because there's an emptiness, there's a void that we try to fill with many of think many things that aren't of Christ, which is sin. You know, it could be. Uh, whatever it could be material things right. like buying a house, buying right. a car, getting all these extravagant things like name brand bags and who even knows what people buy a lot of crazy things like right. even I remember I think it was like when the somebody won the World Series like a few years ago for the first time they were literally selling air from the <laughs> field on eBay and people were buying it. Right. Like I'm saying, like people will buy crazy whatever. Right. Don't get caught up in the infomercials late at night too, people, because you'll end up with like ten packages like, <laughs> Why did I order this? <laughs> so that's just one form. It could be looking for putting yourself emotionally in a person or looking for right. a person to emotionally feel that need that God should be there in your life, whether it's a boyfriend and girlfriend, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your friend, whether it's your parents. It could be anyone. Right. Trying to fill that void. Right. Like, there's several different ways that people look to fill that whole and complete feeling. But nothing will ever give you that until right. you accept God as the ruler of your life. Right. Amen. And the thing is, is that we are created in God's image. Mm-hmm. Therefore, that's why there's a void when you do not have him because that that spot is only created for him nothing else can fill it just as kim was saying you know nothing else can fill that remember we were created in his image so that spot is is reserved that's the word i'm looking for for god and god alone Yep, he has that special parking spot right in front of the door of the building in your heart. Right. That's where he belongs. Right. Nothing can be before him. Right. Like he was saying, you shall have no other gods before me. Now, speaking of that, he's not literally, well, actually, no, I'm lying. For some other cultures, like, throughout the world, he is literally talking about another idol, Mm -hmm. like, of a god that people go and worship. So it could be the literal form of that, Uh or it could be spiritual idolatry, or as um, our pastor likes to say in a sermon he did, what, a few weeks back, um, it's spiritual adultery, spiritual idolatry, meaning that it could be anything that you put before God. It could be how your Instagram profile looks like, Uh how you want it to look like you live this perfect life in this perfect world you have the perfect family the perfect house the perfect kids whatever that is it could be that and trying to achieve that Uh 
doing whatever means necessary to get that perfect shot and all these little tiles on your page. Mm -hmm. It could be driving your career and going after that so much to where you lose control and lose everyone in your life because you're going after that career so much Mm -hmm. to where it's like maybe you want a certain status. Maybe I want to live in a house that's $500,000 with a $300,000 car and I want to do this and I want to do that. Like It could be driving yourself to achieve all those things to where it's like that comes before God. It could be that I am so obsessed with my new boyfriend that I have. I want to spend all my time with him. I want to do this. I want to do that. That's putting a person before God. It could even be something as simple as I adore my pet and think that it's a human and buy it clothes and like do all of this whatever. It can be, and I'm just pulling this out of the air, people. It's just examples of whatever you can put in your life before God. Right. There cannot be two lords. There can only right. be one ruler. It's either right. you or it's God. Right, amen. And if it's yourself, it's false. But um, I just wanted to double tap that. Um, that you know, like Kim is saying, you know, different forms of um, spiritual adultery and idolatry, you know, but I like to think that, you know, the main one that, I feel is prevalent amongst believers now and non-believers um, is that we try to form what we feel God is. We try to make God into an image that fits our, our lifestyle, life. you know, our opinions, what we want our views, be. and that's so wrong. Because God is not like us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. His ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. You know, and so how dare we try to um, put God on box. our level, you know, <laughs> which we really don't even have a level compared to God. But, um, I mean, it's really sad. And, you know, um, like I said, we were kind of all over the place, but that's fine. Maybe something was said that, you know, it needed to be heard, you know, in it's just so much, you know, going on in this world, you know, the lack of Christ is so prevalent. And also within the church, the lack of Christ is prevalent as well. Just because you go to church doesn't mean that you're saved. Exactly. Just because you go to church doesn't mean that you're living a godly life. At that point, and I have seen it myself from personal experience, Some people treat church as a social club. This is Mm -hmm. a social gathering. I show up here every week. I do this little ritual. I talk to my friends. We Mm -hmm. do this. We talk about blah, 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 blah. And then I go home and live the exact same life that I've always lived. There is no change. There is no connection. Mm -hmm. There is no relationship. So literally, you're just showing up. If you want to do that, boo, go join a country club. That's what Mm -hmm. those are for. That's not what church is for. Mm -hmm. Church is supposed to change your life. It's supposed to foster your relationship with God. It's supposed to foster a relationship with people in your community that are all striving for work for the kingdom. Right, amen. So the fact that you're just going there to show up to, oh, I'm going to wear this dress, I'm going to look cute, obviously from a female's point of view. 
um, I'm going to do all these things. I'm going to go say hi. I'm going to order this coffee, buy this book and this um, t-shirt from the bookstore that's in the church. Go sit in my favorite little spot, sing the songs, raise my hands when I feel like the song is about to get to the part that I like and all of this. And then you just sit there. And, ooh, what am I going to have for lunch? Oh, shoot, I have to go to the grocery store to get this for dinner on Wednesday. Did I put the cat inside? Mm -hmm. Like, you're thinking of all these other things while the sermon is going on, which is actually supposed to be teaching you. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, church is over. Let's give hugs, tell everybody bye. And I'm on my way home to live my life as I did before. Right. I think that happens a lot because, first of all, I'm I'm going to give it to you. I'm, you know, if if you if you've been listening to the, you know the previous episodes, you kind of know that you know my wife God has allowed her to give this nice detailed elaborate way of explaining things and I'm kind of just cut and dry. Basically, I'm long-winded and he's directly <laughs> to the point. <laughs> but those are just our speaking styles. Right, fun. exactly. And we are, it's interesting because we've listened to it and we realized that God has used both of our gifts mm-hmm. at the right time and in different ways to reach people directly with what they need. Right, exactly. And, you know, um, just reiterating on what Kim said as far as, you know, like how our mind wanders in church, you know, it's just that's proof that, you know, you need to check your relationship with God. Make God a priority mm-hmm. in your life. You know what I mean? And at times, you know, that that might be something that, you know, we struggle with. But, you know, from personal experience, if I if you know, I'm talking to you not to beat you up. But most of the things that we're talking about is because we've been we've been there. You know, we experienced it and we know the answer is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Mm -hmm. You know, if you you saying you're a Christian, you know, the thing is, is like if you want a relationship with anybody you pursue them. Mm-hmm. If you want your relationship to be something, you spend time with that person. If you want to know that person, you talk to that person. You nurture it. You foster Exactly. It. And that's the same way with Christ. More so. You know, more so. And some people, they're just like, well, I don't even know how to do that. Here's something that Vernon actually boiled down to a simple... I guess you could say formula as to help you in this journey, no matter where you are in this journey, whether you've been a Christian for three seconds, whether you've been a Christian for the past 30 years. Mm. When you pray to God, Mm. you are talking to him. Mm -hmm. But the way you hear, this is where it also trips up a lot, a lot, a lot of Mm -hmm. believers, Mm -hmm. including myself. This is a journey that I struggle with and I'm still working to get better on. The way you hear his answers is by reading his word. Amen. You have to read your Bible mm-hmm. in order to know God's voice. Mm-hmm. Because he can be speaking to you, but you have so many distractions going on in your life mm-hmm. that you can't hear him because right. you're not paying attention to him. But also, you don't know his voice. When you're a little kid and you're lost in a crowd and you're starting to hear and you're starting mm-hmm. to panic. Because you can't find your mom or you can't find your dad. But when you hear that voice that you've heard your entire life, Mm. you know where to follow. You know where to go with them because you know your parents' voice. It is the exact same way with God. You're going through this life 
in darkness, in hard times, whatever you're going to face in life. If you don't know what your parent voice sounds like, right. how are you ever going to get out of it? Exactly. How are you going to go to them for safety? How mm. are you going to go to them for guidance? Right. That is the only way to get to know. And the more you do it, mm-hmm. the more you know it. The right. stronger it becomes and the closer mm. you get. So you'll never be lost. Amen, amen, amen. Well, that is... Um... Kind of our intro all over the place episode. Right. But I do promise that... The upcoming ones will not be as, I guess, scatterbrained. They will right. have more of a focus to each one. Mm-hmm. And that will be like in the title. And then like the first few minutes will kind of tell you the focus of that particular right. podcast. And then it'll be that way until the series ends. And then we'll right. talk about new stuff. Woo-hoo. Right. So um, I guess the focus of the next episode in this series is going to be focusing on why do we need a savior? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of churches, you know, they, they tell you, you know, oh, salvation, salvation, which is perfect, which is good. But explaining to people why you need a savior, I believe is what's lacking in a lot of churches. Yeah, because let's be real. Everybody wants to know everything about everything. Mm-hmm. And we have such access to knowledge, information, whether it's true, whether it's not. Um, you have access to so much. Literally, you can pick up your phone, which is a walk-in computer, and Google whatever it is you want to do, and you're going to find something about it. So the fact that there's so much out there about everything is like, yeah, you want to know who, where, when, what, why, how, what time, like everything that you possibly can about it. So that is what this series that we're making, we're going to basically try and cover it in each podcast. We're going to have a different subject or it's going to answer a different question about it. So, and of course, y'all are always welcome to email any of your questions or things that you want us to answer about this subject in particular, since we're going to be covering that, but also any inquiry about everything. Right. Uh, also, feel free to um, email us, you know, if you have a prayer request mm-hmm. or, you know, or if you even if you disagree with something we said, email us, let us know and we'll make sure that we'll bring it up in the next episode and we'll discuss it. Um, yep. And uh, if you're in a local area and you're looking for a church, you know, there's a church. We um, uh, ourselves, we go to um, First Assembly GNO which we are located in Metairie, Louisiana, which is right outside of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically right on the corner of West Napoleon and Transcontinental. And our pastor is Chris Buckle and him and his wife and their sweet little family like run this church. They took it over about like a year or so ago. Mm-hmm. And we started going, I want to say maybe two months now mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. We have become official members mm-hmm. and we love it. We have been thriving going there like our family has been doing great our faith individually and together has been going great so we are kind of just going there if y'all want to come you are welcome whether it's just to come visit or whether you're looking for a home the whole thing about our church is like literally they say welcome home it's even painted inside the church as you walk in (laughs) <laughs> right. So, like I said, uh, if you have any prayer requests or you, um, you know, disagree with anything we say, feel free to email us at uh, siptshow at gmail.com. Once again, that is siptshow at gmail.com. 
S-I-P-T-S-H-O-W at gmail.com. Thank you, and we pray that this message blesses you and encourage you to um, deepen your walk with Christ. Uh, and if you don't know Christ, we pray that this message brings you closer to Christ. In Jesus' name, amen.